This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about dynamic pricing again on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. <laughs> Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, but this one is enhanced. Yeah, no, it's not the same conversation, you guys. I know you're probably like, you've talked a lot about Taylor. Yeah. Well, because we have. she's making headlines. Well, yeah, no. and dynamic pricing is also making headlines, but uh, something happened, Bradley, when you went down the rabbit hole of research. I was trying to understand more about the uh, economics. I can't even say the word right because I'm that, uh, that's not my purview. <laughs> it's, it's not your... Eco- the economics. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? I'm going to get into lane. the economics. Yeah. Taylor, but I found this story and I was like, ooh, tell me more. Taylor Swift's Ticketmaster disaster. I like that. Ticketmaster disaster. I mean... Affects restaurants too. What? Pardon? What? Not the food. What? Yes, apparently this is a thing. So now we've, I think, seen how not well mm-hmm. dynamic pricing can not show itself yeah. in the world of music. But catastrophic though it may be, says this article I read at thetakeout.com, it's a model that could soon be headed to your favorite restaurants. Now, they talk about how this would work. Ordering a burger for lunch isn't exactly the same as a countdown to the exact second that concert tickets go on sale, but the financial methodology behind the influx in price can be the same. So, and, and, and I think the corollary here is, and you may remember this being a thing, Lyft or Uber. Mm-hmm. So if you've ever used those travel apps, or what do we call those? Yeah, I think travel Thank you. Sorry, yeah. I'm like, what am I doing? It's Friday. Mm-hmm. When there's a price surge, that's typically for Uber and Lyft during rush hour or bad weather. At a restaurant, dynamic pricing could look like menu prices changing at a certain time of year or even a certain time of day when the restaurant knows that there's going to be an influx of tourists or a lunchtime or rush. And I thought to myself... Mm-mm. I love technology. Mm -hmm. Some of my best friends, literally, Mm -hmm. are technology, right? Like my phone. Yeah. We're we're tight. You're real tight. I don't want to live in a world where I am now going to have to pay twice the price of a burger because I showed up at lunchtime. That is... Because you're going to see people go like, well, I'm going to have to go at 1030 to get my lunch because it's going to cost me twice as much. That's what I was going to say. That to me sounds like, to borrow a food metaphor, a recipe for disaster because what will happen is if you are aware of a dynamic pricing at a restaurant, if you're... I mean, I, I, I actually, I think it will probably slow down the rush because if if i could have a burger at 10 30 or at 2 30 for less than i can have it at noon you think people I just, will change their behavior i would yeah. i would imagine maybe not right away but it, i just i just don't i don't for me i don't understand 
why this is not consumer focused. They would say, and if you go on to read the article, that the the consumer won't think about it that way. Here's the framing for you. Oh, tell me how I'm going to feel yeah, about yeah, this. Right? Yeah. I know. This I, is I'll exactly absorb that quite well. In QSR magazine, <laughs> pricing and revenue management specialist Sherry Kimes explains that it's all about the framing. Sure, customers would be angry about a sudden price hike, but but they would be excited about a discount. Essentially. They might have two different prices for an item, a high price for when it's busy and a low price for when it's not. So no. really, it's like you're getting a discount when no. it's not busy. Mm. But that to me uh. is like, that's framing that you're going to advertise, yeah. but I'm going to see right through. Yeah, because I'm not because, dumb. Because I'm going to be like, what's different between your burger now and your burger at noon? Right? The other thing yeah. is, this is what scares me. You get an app. Like a an app, not mm-hmm. an appetizer, because I know we're talking about food. Mm-hmm. You get an app. You, you can get an app on the app. You go to Starbucks or like pick. I don't yeah. want to pick on one in particular because it could be one of any uh, retailer mm-hmm. food provider. You do the app. You order your food and the app's tracking you. It knows you. It understands your behaviors on the Internet. And so it's storing data about you and it knows that you really love burgers. In fact, you looked at their menu and clicked on the burger. They know you love burgers. Guess what? you're now paying more for the burger than your friend is paying because that technology exists as well. And I don't know exactly how that all works, but if you think about, for example, flights, have you ever, like when you look for flights, this, if you're, you know, logged in, it knows, and you're going to probably end up paying more for that flight. That is a fact. In fact, I just read this the other day. Like, don't, don't look for the same flight more than once. Yeah. Because it'll track you. Because it'll something. track you, and yeah. it'll be more expensive every time. So oh, it's just it's like, so frustrating. Why oh, you're no, like, oh, it's easy to order online. I've got I a get solution. Points. What? Gonna go move into the woods. Listen, <laughs> well, I feel like I'm with you. I'm just going to ignore all of this, <laughs> and I will see you. Yeah. Never. I know. Again. I know. I mean, the, the frustrating thing about it is, uh, it just. It's. It makes me feel like consumers have no power. Yeah, we do have power, but we like you it have to takes, be smart about it. Yeah, and it also takes some organizing. And when and I'm hungry, is, I'm hangry. Just give me the damn burger. Knowledge is power. So now I've informed you mm-hmm. that it's kind of like because you know I've got feelings, and I, this is not the place. But like I think about all the technology that restaurants have brought to bear, and I know that there's a reason, and I know that it can be beneficial in certain circumstances, mm-hmm. but. It has also fundamentally changed the expectations mm-hmm. that diners and patrons and customers have. And I like I don't think that's always a good thing. So I think you do lose something in this regard. I don't see I don't really understand the upside at all for the consumer. Not not for the consumer. And also, honestly, do you know who else is going to get the brunt of this? Well, staff, mm-hmm. their staff. People. Yeah. So if there's people, where that's does the, this I mean, win? That, that's true. If you're not interacting with a human, you have nobody to take out your feelings on. Not that you should. Right. But then you're just like, well, this, what are your do? concerns are not going to be heard and or possibly addressed. Oh, that is so frustrating. I don't I don't want to I don't, le- like I don't want model. this to be hopeless because it's food. And we're about to try some amazing food. That did not have dynamic pricing. That did not have dynamic pricing and did arrive. Oh, no, we didn't use an app. Or did you use an app? I did use an app to order it. And somebody uh, that we, uh, that 
Q. Yeah, Q went and got it for us. So uh, I I was going to say, like, we didn't, we don't even have to tip, but I also bought Q lunch. So I'm just saying, like, you know, we take care of our people. Um, But no, there was no dynamic pricing. However, that just for argument's sake, before we go to break, I would say, had they had that, I would have probably been like, "Uh, you guys, like, if that were a thing, it would change your mind in the moment. You'd be like, I can just roll. Well, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, more to be revealed, you guys. Yeah. Always carry or, uh, goldfish on you in case you're hungry. Oh, I thought you were going to say always oh. carry gold. I'm like, God, you are in a bunker. Trust me. It's like, only buy gold. Uh, the Lindstrom's always have Do you have buckets so. of dehydrated food in your basement, too? Oh, well, I mean, you know, I do, actually. <laughs> yeah, okay. There we go. Where's when, the truth? You know what? Can I just, I do just want to really quickly read this uh, tweet because it actually is a pretty good point. Isn't the idea of dynamic pricing done a bit with restaurant food already? Many places charge more for dinner than they do at lunch, and there's very little difference in the meal. Yeah, maybe it's like a portion thing, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a version of it. It's just that I don't think perhaps the economics or the economics, mm-hmm. as, as I like to call it, right. is any different. It's it's the technology makes is what the is, economics more yeah. ubiquitous and thereby frustrating. This world... But you know what is mm. not frustrating? Food. Food in yeah! my mouth. Food uh, in my mouth. We're going to put some food in our mouths when we come back. And I'm not even going to tell you what it's going to be. I'll tell you when we get there uh, on the Colleen and Bradley show. We got cheat day after this. Hey, everybody. Hi. It's the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley, trainer. What's up, kids? It's Friday. You know what that means. Cheat day. Dirty rock, I hope. Cheat day. What are we putting in our mouth? So excited. We have two offerings today on the Colleen and Bradley show, both from the exact same restaurant. Yes. And that is Wendy's. It sounds so fancy. Right? It's Ooh. Wendy's. Wendy's. Hi, Wendy. Hey, Wendy. Hey. Um, that delightful freckled redhead with the pigtail. She's ageless. Ageless, that she one. She is. It's true. Nary a wrinkle on her um, elderly face. Uh, oh. What? Nothing. Okay. I just noticed something on the website that I did not see before, and I'm a little annoyed. Anyway, it doesn't matter, because here we are. And uh, we have two things. We have in front of us the... Peppermint Frosty. Yay! Yay. We talked about this uh, last week, I think. And we have the uh, Italian mozzarella chicken sandwich. Now, Holly did a good job describing this in a way I think listeners will be able to picture because they can't see this. Mm -hmm. Holly, how did you explain the chicken mozzarella sandwich? Italian mozzarella chicken sandwich. This is Wendy's answer to the Culver's Kurtaburger. Mm-hmm. How so? Uh, this is a piece of fried chicken with mozzarella topped with a mozzarella stick patty and marinara sauce. I mean, can I just tell you how excited I am to try this? Because do you know what it reminds me yeah, of? Yeah, of course I do. It reminds you of the international chicken sandwich experience from Burger yes. King back in the day. Yes. And they had an Italian... A French? No. Yep. Yes. Italian, Italian, French, French, and American. And the American American is the normal one. With cheese. Yep. And the Italian one was like a chicken cordon bleu. Bleu. And then I loved the Italian one. Yeah. So I'm very excited to try this. Here, why don't you take a bite while I describe I'm smelling. It smells. Oh, you know what it smells like? The sauce smells like 
Pizza chips. Oh, oh yeah. Mm. Okay, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read the mm. description while you're eating. It's a juicy, lightly breasted, crispy chicken lightly breast. Lightly breasted? Breaded. Mm. Crispy chicken Me breast. <laughs> topped with a deep fried, melty mozzarella, Asiago cheese, and rich marinara sauce, all mm. on a garlic knot bun. Mm. Okay. You're liking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see a happy face on you, Holly. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. She's eating it as well. Colleen? I'm going to get into it now. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to talk, Holly, because I'm not mm-hmm. done chewing yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yes, it is quite a hefty sandwich. You have to take a big bite. And it has that delightful mm, fast food Italian so, flavor. Mm-hmm. So I was bummed you missed out on the Curter Burger, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did. Because that was revolutionary. This is a close second because the chicken is amazing. Mm. Right? I've got the crisp. Yeah. It's yeah. crispy but juicy. Mm-hmm. And the cheese. And the novelty kiss. novelty mm-hmm. bun. Buon appetito. Adds an extra layer. So I you agree. get the nice oregano mm-hmm. and the yeah. other Italian seasonings yeah. that you wouldn't but get it's in not, a normal it's bun. It's not okay, here's my problem with the sort of like Italian now I'm saying like fast food versions of spiced or food that is heavily spiced. Yep. Right? And I think we think of Italian or maybe Mexican mm-hmm. when fast food places do it here in the United States. Oftentimes there it's like the spice flavor is overwhelming and you're gonna be burping it up all day. Yeah. Just to be frank. This was like light. Yeah. But also it has a spice, but it's not like super fakey overwhelming spice. Can I tell you something? Does that make sense? Usually I find a sit down restaurant sandwich or burger to be better than a drive through. Yeah. I would th- really I good. actually appreciate I wish sit down restaurants would take a page I, out of this. I'm not going to argue with you. It's really good. Yeah. Okay, because I'm looking at the time and we got to mm-hmm. get this other thing in our mouths. I got us each a tiny little peppermint frosty. Mm-hmm. I mean it's a frosty, so like mm-hmm. it's happiness, right? Mm-hmm. You're really you're going to town on that. Trainer. I didn't think I was going to like that, but I really like that. Mm. I don't like peppermint as a rule. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. It's really good. I don't hate this. It reminds me of, what is it, the shamrock shake? Because isn't that bit. what a shamrock shake is? Yeah, it's it's not peppermint. Is peppermint different than mint? I don't, this reminds... Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's me of the Kemp's Christmas tree yes. novelty treats it that you find like, in the freezer it section. It really does. Yeah, it tastes like a candy cane in mm-hmm. ice cream. 
How are you doing the spoon? Yes. How's that going? I mean, that was kind of the smart way to go. Cause Isn't mm-hmm. that how you always eat a Frosty with a spoon? Mm. Well, you can. It's, it's just you have to suck real hard. Oh, okay. Okay, let's rate. Let's go sandwich first. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many Cobras out mm-hmm. of five Cobras mm-hmm. are we giving? The, mm-hmm. Bradley's, Bradley's still sucking on I just on got like frosty. a loose part. Oh. You know, it was sucking down <laughs> right. real easy. You know when you do, like when you're trying yeah, real when hard you're and like, then all of a sudden you just stuck. hit a vein? Yeah, and it just sort of like clears Sorry, the pipe. Sorry, that sounded real gross. Okay. Um, mm. I'm going to give it a 4.75. Yeah, I'm I'm getting up there too. I think I'll do 4.75 too. I don't want to go 5, but I'll go 4.75. Holly on the Sammy. Nice 4.5. And on the Frosty, I'm going to give it a 4. I'm giving it a 4.75. I don't know. It's great. I love it. All right, Holly. 4.5 again. Look at that, you guys. All right, when we come back on the Colleen Mm -hmm. and Bradley show, we have celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-Bags. After this on My Talk (laughs) 107.1. I am congratulating myself for thinking of getting each of us our own No, I appreciate that. Well, you said that, and I was like, oh, that's too much. I don't need all of that. I'm almost done. But thank you, honestly, for giving us the smallie. Because it, I, that was I would purpose. have been, I'd be bouncing off the walls in about 10 minutes oh, if I had the whole thing. I, we've been working together for a dozen years. I you know. knew what I was getting you into. Uh, okay, uh, we've got some celebrities behaving badly on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Hi. Trainer. we call them. D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Sorry, I had to burp. It's Who's your tea bag? <laughs> Kim Kardashian. Um, Can I say to the listener? Yeah. What is? What do these words mean? Can <laughs> I say those out loud? Because <laughs> I don't. Don't do it yet. Okay. okay? Right, it's fine. It's fine. So, um, okay. I didn't see Kim Kardashian. Okay. There. So here's why, and it's kind of a it's a mild situation, but it is like a, the Kim Kardashianist thing you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Okay. So apparently now. I don't remember this because I don't keep track of this stuff. But apparently we had heard that Kim and Pete Davidson were dating last spring. He's still going, guys. No, I got the, to the bottom. Good. That's my cue for I'm done. Okay. Mm. Yeah, that's called the more please sound yeah. at our house. Uh, so it was spring when we knew that Kim and Pete were dating. They had confirmed that they were dating. They were uh, Instagram official. We knew that he'd also met the kids. But, you know, what is the, what is the, like, the big moment for a new celebrity couple? It's the, the red, pu- the red carpet appearance. Yeah, the, 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 like, here we are, official, this is an actual paid experience. Exactly. Mm. Well, everybody thought that uh, they were going to wait for the Met Gala because, Apparently, Pete did show up at the Kardashians premiere on April 7th. However, he did not walk the red carpet with her. He was on the sidelines. Yeah. So everybody was like, everybody was like, oh, well, they'll just wait for the Met Gala. And that's that's what they're doing. They're just waiting for the Met Gala. That actually makes sense. Right. Because like. The Met Gala is a big deal. Like that would be the, the the fact that the Kardashians get to go to the Met Gala is a big deal. So yeah, that makes sense in normal head town that the two of them would want to have that be their debut. Sure, but, but that no. is not because is it can never be that simple. Of course, with the, well, not with the Kardashian. Because we've learned that there was a different reason that they did not make their red carpet debut. 
until the Met Gala. And it has to do with the color of the hair oh, on her head. Oh, now I understand. Mm. Oh, I lied. I'm sorry. It wasn't the Met Gala. It was the correspondence dinner. It was the White House oh, correspondence dinner. Oh, no, you're dinner. absolutely right. Now yeah, I sorry. remember the correspondence dinner. Lest I do. we forget. Yeah, so everybody thought they were going to wait for the Met Gala. Got it. But instead, they did the correspondence dinner. And everybody was like, uh, what? Now, do you... Would you like to understand now why I put the words I put there? I I think I understand, but for the listener, can I tell them the words that I saw yes. under D bag? So we have like a grid, and on the grid it tells us like who your D bag is, and Colleen says Brown Town. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, I don't know what those words mean. Okay. But I think what you're referring to is her hair color. Um, exactly. Not the NFL football team, the Cleveland Browns. Thank you. Is that what they call Cleveland? <laughs> the Browns? For so many reasons. City, the city um, of the Cleveland Browns? The reason why is because Kim Kardashian wanted her hair to be brown when they were first seen together. Oh, got it. Got it. That was what was very important to her, uh, is that she wanted to have brown hair at their first appearance. I'm so confused. Because as you remember, she bleached well, her hair for uh, the She Met bleaches Gala. her hair right regularly, mm-hmm. or at least wears wigs. I don't know. Half the time, I'm, I, I think she's just wearing a wig. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, she, ha- she does change her hair colors. Because remember, she's had like the... She's had the white thing. She's had yeah. the yellow thing. Oh, yeah. She's had the blonde thing. Yeah. And uh, this was her brown, dark, dark brown hair. And, and it felt important to her to have that iconic moment being her debut with Pete Davidson on the red oh. carpet. She said, I really wanted our first red carpet for me to be in brown hair. And like I said, I wanted it to be for a non-fashion event. So there were two things she wanted I mean, this is like more than most people think about. No, but this is so Kim Kardashian, right? Like she'd be like, this is one of the most important Mm -hmm. moments of my life. I need to have my signature dark brown hair. Right? Like I, it's totally, it makes total sense. And it's, like I said, it's a mild D-bag, but it is the Kim Kardashianist thing you'll hear today. Like Pete's like, I just thought it would be special. Yeah, because it's us, and she's like, she's like, no, I'm going to have brown hair. It is special, and it but because to I be have brown hair, a non-fashion event. Okay, I, I worry so about the her hair. Take it seriously, you know. I, I it's don't a lot of work. It is, but I don't. I also don't understand why. It can, like you're Kim Kardashian, like you can afford to do like all kind, like extensions. Yeah. yeah. Great wigs, like she. I, I bet her hair is it, actually taken well, well taken care of. Don't I'm, you think? Yeah, by many people. Like if other people were trying to live the life that Kim Kardashian is with hair, I think it would be a far more dangerous prospect because oh, yeah. most people can't afford the care and attention. I mean, she probably literally has somebody who lives in her house and massages her scalp and like, washes her hair with like crocodile tears. Yeah. Is that a real thing? No. Crocodiles don't cry, right? Well, they probably have tear ducts. I don't know if they cry. Mm. I'm sure they're very, uh, they have emotions. They've been around a lot longer than we have. Maybe they figured out something we haven't. That's mm. true. They're like the Spocks of the animal kingdom. Mm. 
Who's no your emotion? Who's your ah. D bag? <laughs> uh, my oh, look at this! Not too far afield from your D bag, mine is Kendall Jenner. Mm. Well, oh. maybe it's not even Kendall Jenner. Maybe it's Page Six. You tell me. Here's the headline that I saw: Kendall Jenner expecting first baby. Horse mm. by a surrogate. She's having a surrogate horse baby. Mm, I was so confused. <laughs> I went on a journey a reading the words of that headline. Are are you saying that a she has hired a woman to, to carry a horse, a horse baby? For or did she have relations with noted <laughs> celebrity centaur Alex Rodriguez? I mean, it's entirely possible. News. But I did go on that journey when I read that. I was like. Horse baby or baby horse? What? Via surrogate? What? How do you have a? That's just called a troll. Yeah. On the part of page six, because I would assume that a medical ethics board would be. On. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, I, I'm I'm like uh, okay. Let me read you the words. Mm-hmm. Kendall Jenner is expecting her first baby, horse. That is. During Wednesday's episode of The Kardashians, she discovered that one of her horses is pregnant via surrogate mare. Also, you guys, what? That's a thing? Well, that's a whole thing, right? Why? The breeding and the stuff no, bre- and the... I mean, breeding, sure. Like, you take... I know you take the business uh, and you put it in, like, a thing and you go, thing. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> mm-hmm. That I understand. Animal husbandry. But mm-hmm. surrogacy? Like, why... Why don't you just take anyway? Like, did she have to get specific? Th- this is just rich people problems. Yeah, I was going to say we don't have enough money to be having answers to these. I just questions. got the news. It took. She texted. They just texted me that we have an embryo. Okay. The other thing about this article, oh this is terrible. The other thing about this article is it's making her oh seem like she wants to fit in with her sisters who yeah, have she's got actual a baby. surrogates. Yeah. Also, Jenner went on to reveal that she asked her hairstylist for horse sperm for her birthday last year after deciding that she won. No. Remember when I asked you for her? I really want to get something great for Kendall for her birthday. Her. Horse sperm. What? Wait, who asked? Kristen? Her hairstylist. Wait, the hairstylist gave the horse sperm to her yeah. for the birthday. Yeah, so I don't know what the connection is with the hairstylist. You know, male and tain. What is it, tain and male? <laughs> Careful. Mane, Mane and, and tail. tail. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's that damn frosty. Oh, sorry. Mm. Not sorry. It, it, the, if you want to go watch the episode of the no, show. No, I don't want to. That's I why just, you have to tell me these stories. She's expecting her first oh baby. God. What? Horse. What? Via surrogate. What? So many questions. So little answers. Of course, you're going to go to your hairstylist for horse sperm. I don't know why I have a yeah, problem I saying that. I don't either. You could like, just say sperm. It's I know, but it's, it's just, a normal it just, word. It creates an image in your head that, you know. Mm. It's just nature. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand, but nature's a pretty disgusting place most days. You feel perfectly comfortable talking about poo. Yeah. Do I? Do. Do you? <laughs> uh, well, congratulations to the happy horse. Happy horse! And Kendall Jenner. Yeah. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, oh. um, I received awful news yesterday. Oh, no. Hmm. Thanks. Um, somebody I care about deeply oh, God. is not going to be doing 
a very important thing anymore. Oh, 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 okay. I didn't know where you were going. Well, it's hard to talk about. Yeah. But are you going to tell us about it? Yeah. Okay. Um, and you guys are going to make fun of me. And I don't care. After this. Great. I'm talk 1071. Oh, but I'm thinking. See it in your eyes. You oh, that it's you been a tough, like, what, 48, lots of hours. What? Between not getting Taylor Swift tickets, dynamic yeah. pricing, Twitter possibly dying, and oh, now God. this news, it is... I mean, not. sell it, but what's going on? Thank you. Thank you, Holly, for understanding that Ellen Pompeo, Meredith Grey herself, oh. is leaving Grey's Anatomy. I saw this last night, and I, I was like, oh my God, how is Colleen going to deal with this? So... Thank you for asking. Well, what do we I'm know? All right. I'm all right. She's leaving. She was like, uh, I'm out of here. B words. No, that's not what she said. She oh. took to Instagram and uh, said the following. I'm eternally grateful and humbled by the love and support you've all shown me. Meredith Gray and the show for 19 seasons through it all. None of it would have been possible without the best fans in the world. She's talking to me. Yeah, clearly. You all are writers. Wow, Taylor talks to you. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's kind Ellen of amazing. Pompeo talks to you in your head. Thanks. And you have all made the ride so fun and iconic. I love you madly. I appreciate you right back. This isn't your first time on the roller coaster. You know the show must go on. And I'll definitely be back to visit with a lot of love and immense gratitude. Now, here's the thing. If you watch Grey's, so I guess I'm talking to me right now. This was not like this was <laughs> spoiler alert. Holly and I don't know what you're talking about, uh-uh. but you but you understand the context that Meredith Gray. Yeah, no, character, it's huge. I totally yeah. get it because you told us for 10 years. Yeah, that Meredith Gray is really the reason for Gray's Anatomy. I mean, she's a character that it. Oh, my gosh. I got ice cream okay? all over myself. Oh, just it, the Can't hits kiss anywhere. Keep you on know, coming. It's really been a day. OK, so um, anyway. Ellen Pompeo as Meredith Grey um, is really the like the whole entire show has centered around her. And here we are 19 seasons in and we knew at some point she became executive uh, director alongside Shonda Rhimes of the show. Um, She makes oodles upon oodles of money. Yeah, she gets a lot of money. Perhaps. So do you know how much? Uh, It's lots of it's like the lots of millions. millions. (laughs) And and, you That's know, the new lottery from the lots of millions lottery Minnesota. But she also there also had been a conversation at one point where they basically said Grey's Anatomy's done when she's done, and she kept on signing on. She kept on signing on. But there was something different about this season, and what was different is the way that they're focusing on the new class uh, of doctors. Yeah, and she has a storyline in the first part of the year. Well, first of all, we knew that she had only signed on to do eight of the 16 episodes. Okay. And we kind of wondered, what does that mean? We being that she was myself and anybody else who watches crazy. I would wonder that either means that she's only going to be in the first eight or she's going to be throughout the season eight times. Exactly. And it was probably the latter. That's kind of where my brain was going. Like, oh, she'll just like not be in every episode. But that also kind of doesn't make sense with her character. So why? Because she's well, yeah, she's like um, she is like she has a title on the show, meaning the doctor that she is. I can't remember what Dr. Gray, but she's like chief of 
staff or something, right? So she's like interacts with all of the doctors. So for her to not be in an episode would be kind of weird because she's sort of instrumental to how the hospital runs. But the the storyline took this interesting twist where she was looking at moving. Last season, she had decided not to move to Minnesota. Oh, fun. I know. And then in the first few episodes of this season, she's got a child who's incredibly gifted, she learns, and they're looking for a school that will be more appropriate for her. And that school happens to be in Boston. And so the last episode was like, she's moving to Boston. Then, spoiler alert, I'm sorry if you haven't seen it, like her house burns down and you're like, okay. Oh, God. So now her house is burned down and she's moving to Boston. I think we're going to have to say goodbye to her. And so this is sort of the confirmation that she is saying, yeah, I'm staying in Boston. I'm not coming back. Can I ask a question? You said she's so instrumental to the show because of her character. Well, Mm -hmm. then who takes that place? So the other characters are very well built. Uh, The other kind of older characters who have been on many seasons are, are well established. Yeah. And so I feel like they can continue the show. However, what but is... But doesn't somebody need to be in her, like, and I mean her job position, not, yeah. her, not the acting role. Yeah, they're The all, job she plays on Grey's Anatomy. They're all very fluid. Okay. Um, because many of them have held those titles. Oh, okay. Um, and we kind of have an idea of who's moving into that position. But what's interesting about it is what they did that was so smart is they built a whole new class very similar to when the whole show started to the class that she was in. Okay, They built a whole new class and they did create a link to her in that class. There's a member of the new class coming in who the new class of residents who is her nephew. Mm. So there's like a link to her and two of her sisters still work there. I mean, there's like... She'll be back for sure, but this is just the end of Meredith Grey every single week on Grey's Anatomy. Oh my God, she must be so thrilled. How long has it been? 19 years. That's a long time. I know. I know. And it's, it is, it is strange because you think that's a long time to play one character. And it's not that she's done other projects before, like she's been in movies, et cetera. But really, Grey's Anatomy has been the bulk of the last 19 years of her career. And it makes you kind of wonder. How does she then break out of, if she wants to continue to act? Well, I was going to say, maybe she doesn't even want, does she even need to act? I mean, I guess that would be a personal question for her. No, I don't know. I don't know. So she hasn't addressed that is my point. Yeah, she, not that I know of, but I get, to be fair, I don't really keep up with that piece. I'm really more Grace focused. You're more focused on the show, not the person. (laughs) I'm sure that would make her feel great. But I think it would be, (laughs) it's interesting to think about as an actress after you've played the same role and it's iconic and it's well known. For 19 years. Like, who am I now? Yeah, and how do you... Inha- I mean, I'm sure she's an actress, so she could do it, but how? it's not even just about her ability to inhabit a new role. Yeah. It's about the ability of viewers to see her as somebody different from Meredith Grey. Yeah, but this is an iconic role, sure, and I know you love it, and it's great, and it's classic mm-hmm. and all that stuff, but there are a lot of people who don't know who she is, who Ellen that's Pompeo true. is. Yeah, Meaning, that's fair. If I saw her in a movie, I would have no expectation of her being... Now, if it's a network TV drama, mm-hmm. then yes, you're yeah. you're competing in a, or you're showing up in a pool of people who probably are fully aware and would probably have a harder time. Right. No, that's... I mean, that's fair. I wonder what'll happen with yeah. her. I don't know, but I, I think she still is staying on as executive... Producer. Producer, that's what it was, not director. Executive producer. 
And I think which means she doesn't have to do anything. She'll probably just print money. Yeah. I mean, she'll just. I mean, good for her. It's wild. Good for her. Um, but yeah, we had. Maybe we, she'll write a book I called like the Gray Years: How to Save a Life, or the Actually, Old Gray Mare. She ain't what, what she used, used to be. be. Um. I mean, she does say that she will continue to come back to visit, but 400 episodes. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. No, I think it's it's a pretty phenomenal thing, and she's obviously a phenomenal woman, and she has helped change, I'm sure, network television mm-hmm. by uh, the, her sheer force of will. You yeah. Know, she was instrumental in, God, what was it, like getting more money for her? Like, basically getting more money per episode or something? I she, think so, yeah. She played a pivotal role, I feel like, at some point in... The industry of TV. Yeah. I mean, I think it was... <laughs> that was real smart sounding. And but stuff. I just And stuff. But, but I, I do, feel like I think, she has made a name for herself in more than just her role well, as Ellen as or Dr. Meredith Grey. There also was a really... There was some tension between her and Patrick Dempsey, and I'm sure Pay was part of that as well. Um, because he was her romantic interest until they killed him off. Look. Which was super rude. Because then he can't come back. Yeah, that's hard. Unless it's like a fever dream. Yeah, but then, they, then, and then he, he did yeah. come back in a fever dream. Yeah. Um, Pe- uh, Joseph emailed, Peggy Bundy did it. So yeah, that's true. You can do it. If Peggy Bundy oh, could do it. Although, like, I don't know what? how many years that was. <laughs> I thought you meant she killed Derek Gray. There was a couple of decades. Between <laughs> 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 no. married with children that's and true. sons of anarchy. Yeah. Katie that's Seagal. True. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, any who's you see, that's the story, and I am going to deal with it. It's going to be fine. I, you know what? I I'm, there's I'm enough to continue to watch. You could, you, you're going to work through this. We'll do I'll, this together. I'll still yeah. be watching. We'll be don't worry about. You. Don't worry about it. I'll still be in front of the TV on Thursday nights when they come back because they're taking a mid season break. Don't even get me started. But when we come back, I got to tell you about a scenario I saw last night and see what you would do after this.